Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to Midpoint. Today I have the delightful Tess Daly for you. Now I have to confess I've known Tess for about 18 years and I hosted a show called Splash with her husband Vernon Kay and then our kids ended up at the same school so she is a friend and a fellow school mum. Tess started life as a model before she got the telly bug and she became a household name of course through Strictly Come Dancing and Children in Need and her thoughts on ageing, on the aesthetic, on the outside kind of part of ageing if you like coming from that background are really interesting she's also part of a strange rare thing a long-running showbiz marriage uh, to vernon of course um and she's managed to keep her two beautiful daughters phoebe and amber very private and with relatively normal upbringings which i think is what tess wants more than anything else a grounded life and to have those around her she's a real kind of family homebody and she loves that more than anything more than her career which is obviously fantastic and she's brilliant at but she she enjoys and gets more satisfaction i think from being at home with her kids. Um, Solgar are still supporting the midpoint. Thank you to them with their wonderful range of vitamins and minerals. I just took delivery of a multivitamin called Omnium. And today on the show, we've got Elaine Tilling from TP, who's going to tell us what's happening in our mouths as we hit the middle of our lives. Tess has got amazing teeth, but um, I definitely feel like I'm needing to kind of pick out bits of spinach more than I ever used to. Don't know about you. It's better because it's that c- close enough, yeah? L- lean and be comfortable. Well, yeah, lean back. Don't Coming um... to you, Gabby. <laughs> 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 Live. Okay. How are you? I'm I'm great, thanks. I'm lovely to see you. And you too. And um, I think it's nice to do this in familiar surroundings. Isn't um, it? It's a treat. The last time you were here in this room, it was New Year's Eve. Can you believe that? No. I mean... Been deprived we should just of say coming to your lovely New house. New Year's Eve 2019, oh, not 2020. That's right. <laughs> of course. Yeah. It's been a whole year. How many parties have you been to this year? How many? <laughs> One in March <laughs> before the first lockdown. I really miss parties and socialising and fun. I just can't. And being with people. Yeah, and hugging people. Yeah. I don't ever very... want it to be normal that we don't hug Some each other. Some people like not hugging, don't yeah, they? Yeah, that disturbs me. Yeah, I'm a, you know, but I, you're very um, in entertainment telly. I'll tell you the difference because I've dipped my toe in the water into your world, as yes. you know. And in entertainment telly, there's a lot more hugging. There is in sport. There's not as much right, hugging. Yeah. We've not noticed it in sport. Yeah, we're going in for each cheek at least. <laughs> at least once. three times. Yeah. Three times. No kissing, no hugging. Of course. And, uh, yeah, it's all very, um, yeah, it's much more, much more formal. Very lovely in the world of showbiz. Yeah. Which you, you, you seem very, very comfortable well, with. Well, you know, I'll take a little love where I can get it, quite frankly. <laughs> you, you started off life... Um, you didn't start off life as a model. You weren't literally born to the lovely <laughs> Sylvia and then became a model. But that was your that was the first kind of the first way you weren't serious money yes. was modelling. Yeah. Of course I had my sort of regulation weekend job working in a shop and working in a pub when I was fifteen, sixteen. But then on at seventeen I got scouted um by a model agency and I went to see them on a whim. They'd given me a leaflet, planted the seed, and um one day I had a very quiet Friday, off I went to see them and within six weeks I was 
tottering across the streets of Tokyo with a, armed with a portfolio with about four black and white photos. I mean, it wasn't very From a little village in the Peak District. From a little village. I'd never travelled. I'd been abroad once on a school skiing trip, never cooked my own meals. 17. I'd never really washed my own clothes because I lived at home. I was still kind of a kid in a way. You know, my mum did that for me. So that was a rude awakening. Sort of going to supermarkets where one, you didn't recognize the food and it had completely different names. In obviously in Japanese writing, there was no English translation. The foods looked different. Uh, I couldn't decipher the names. I couldn't cook. So I think I lived on them. Um, Probably lived on McDonald's and uh, bananas, <laughs> bananas on toast Tess, for about a month. you surprised me. Knowing, <laughs> I, I was mean, 17, I didn't know how to cook. When Tess arrived today, she said, oh, sorry, I've got some stuff on my jacket. I just had a toffee crisp in the car. <laughs> it's an ongoing thing between us that Tess um, pretends that she only eats chocolate. And I am made out to be the wicked witch of the vegetable. <laughs> and so when I go into Tess's house a couple of years ago, instead of bringing a box of chocolates, I brought a bag of vegetables. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. And if I ever bump into you in the supermarket, you have the healthiest trolley of all and I have to try and hide mine behind my bag of just how many naughty but you are, sweet you treats are, are in there but I do eat very healthy meals you do eat whole healthy meals foods. you do the eat meals healthy meals but you're like you're like a little sweet the, treat the snacks, which is completely yeah. incongruous to your physique you know you're so willowy and so <laughs> and so lean and then and there you are stuffing a toffee crisp down your throat on oh, the way here I just um, chocolate yeah, the just reason why it. I kind of wanted to just mention that you had started because people don't realise I think that you left home at that age went mm. across the other side of the world yeah. to model and and before you got into telly, that's what you were doing. You were modelling. Um, it's because partly this is all about the middle of our life, right? You had a big birthday a yes. year or so ago. Yeah. And um and people, 40. I feel great. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and in you, happily in denial. You are that's a long way. So I've not talked to many people about the aesthetic part of aging because you look so ridiculously brilliant and you are so naturally glamorous. Well, that's very generous. Well, it's not. It's just, Big lights help a lot. It's just a on fact. The it's just a fact. <laughs> but I wonder if, because nobody else I've spoken to so far kind of started off life doing that, right? If you, if it is a factor in kind of how you feel about getting older. When you start life earning money for your looks, yes. you know, does it, does it kind of come into... I think I've kind of gone the in the opposite way because I was judged on the what you look like on the outside so from such an early age um and you and I, and I would kid myself that it's about the content of your character and if you're a nice person you'll get and you're nice within the team that you're working with you'll get repeat booked for jobs and you'll work a lot and happy life actually and then it it was always a little bit disappointing because I modeled for 12 years when you wouldn't get a book booking you couldn't better yourself if you like through however you were with people how you related to people you couldn't better yourself within your trade if you like uh because ultimately it was about what you look like on yeah. the outside so you could be the nastiest horriblest meanest person and, and you still could still get work booked. i mean you or might you not be get the loveliest and you, you might up. not get another job if you were mean but you know and, and i was lucky i did have a quite a lot of repeat clients and we had a laugh together but it's easy to take someone on a trip away who's nice and you know you have fun with and someone who's difficult so it did help but it is ultimately about you are judged on what you look like on the outside and so by the time I'd, I had a fantastic time living all over the world and making new friends and sort of living as a local, you know, in all these wonderful places, New York, Paris, Tokyo, Madrid, Barcelona, wherever I lived in the world at the time. And it's great because you are living like a local, which is a great privilege, really, to sort of really live amongst immerse the people, yourself immerse yourself like in the yeah. culture. Yeah. But um, after 12 years of it, I realized that I couldn't really better myself in any way because it's really judged on what you are like on the outside. And I met many girls uh, who became friends who I sort of, you know, were there for people who perhaps were 
were not that happy in their own skin or they had an eating disorder, whatever it may be, because, you know, that, there's a lot of that in the mm. fashion industry. And again, I mean, did you ever made me go the other did way? Did you ever really? have any kind of like wobbles in that respect? No, were you, no. Gosh, no. I came from three meals a day. Like you know, like that's so. I mean, even yes, I know. And I, I but I realised early on that it was people's projections of what they think you look like, and not necessarily what based in fact. You know, so an agent would say to me one Friday, "Oh, you've put a bit of weight on." I think, "Well, oh, I'm wearing the same jeans I was wearing last week when you didn't say anything." And the, <laughs> two weeks later, she say, "Oh, don't lose too much weight." I'm thinking, "I'm wearing the same jeans again." There, so do you think it's, it's just the almost same. an affectation? They just say stuff because they feel like. That's- I think a lot of it is, but you have to, you know, you've got to be keep your feet firmly on the ground so you're mm. not affected by that because we're all affected by but being that, judged, you do scrutinized. That, you know, you know, lots of people who've modelled who you think are really kind of solid citizens mm, and they mm. do get affected. So yeah. how, how did you have that resolve? Was it your, your family? Well, did you it was of- definitely having a strong family base and having those roots to go back to, you know, and always going back home in between. So my mum and dad wouldn't take any nonsense. They're just northern sort of working class stock, you know, and you three meals a day, no messing about. Don't you, don't, you would never skip a meal. It was like sacrilegious mm. in my family growing up. So I'd go home and it was just as it always was, but I'd meet people when I was traveling on the road, sort of, you know, countries I was living in and they didn't have a family. They didn't have that base. They didn't have mm. that security. It was them and their suitcase on the road, a bit nomadic sort of in a, sort of an existence. And, and then there was no one to turn to when they felt a little insecure or down or, you know, and I, I, I felt for them naturally. After I'd been doing it for sort of a number of years, I started doing talks for the new faces because I felt for them. I'd walked in their footsteps. I'd been that, you know, shy, cowering behind my portfolio in a room and just sort of talked to them about how to handle themselves, whether it's in a casting or in a group of people and how to sort of adapt to living in a different country. And because I saw a lot of, you know, I saw a lot of casualties of that world, if you like, um, and... I didn't, I, you know, I wanted to sort of give as much advice out as I could because by that time I was long in the tooth. I've been doing it for about 12 years, you know. So I used to give talks to new girls. And I still now sometimes meet girls who are now women with families and they say, guess what? I remember when you used to come in on a Friday and give us a talk about modelling. Really? Yes, and it's so sweet and I remember them. So, yeah, it was, um, I mean, it was it was wonderful for, for what it was. But I, being judged like that on your sort of outer appearance I don't know, it kind of made me go the other way because I saw that it there did not lie happiness on taking someone's opinion of you on board. I saw that it could mess with your kind of, I don't know, your 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 sort of sense of self, your well-being, yeah. your and I just yeah, I I sort of determined, I don't know whether that's more subconsciously than anything that I would not let my own happiness rely on how I looked on the outside. If you like because what's the point? It's going to age, it's going to get old, and it's going to fall off. It's just a shell. You know, we're a human meat suit walking around at the end of the day, aren't we? And I do believe it's the content of your character, what is inside that shines out. And I do believe that is what makes you beautiful. You know, it's not about the outside. So yes, I've got the lines now. But I, I, you know, I don't really beat myself up about it because I think, well, what's the alternative? Mm. You know, not being here, not being here, right? So I'm grateful and happy for a but healthy body when that's got me this far. When you're on Saturday night telling, mm. and you know you are in that kind of goldfish bowl of people's living rooms, yeah. and, and and Strictly is a show that when it's on air is all over the papers, all over social media, all the time. Um, as you've got older, have you always been able to kind of? Because I have days where I go, oh, maybe if I just lift this bit. Here. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, you catch yourself in a, in a different mirror or in daylight, or you look down at your phone, you go, crikey, <laughs> what's going on? That's a nasty, that's a rude awakening. Because um, <laughs> of course, on Strictly, I'm spoiled. There are lights the size of 
cars shining down upon me. <laughs> you look almost embryonic. Not really, but it does really help, you know, and in daylight, it's a bit of a shock for all concerned, I'm you sure, know what? when I was thinking bump into me. About that. <laughs> Not at all. I was thinking about no, that. Actually, what's nice about Strictly, because I was thinking, oh gosh, the thing I need to talk to Tess about is, you know, getting older in, in that kind of, you know, goldfish bowl of Strictly. But actually, the judges are older, aren't they? Yeah. You know, true. Um, and, and there are contestants who are wisdom. older. It's not like it's a kid's show, is it? So no. it's there's a lot of wisdom around. There's a lot of experience around. Yeah, and I, so, do, I think it's very, isn't it? And let's be honest, your old co-host... Bruce Forsyth. Oh, yes. He was on it a lot older than, yes. <laughs> than any of us. Well, he so. held the Guinness Book of Records uh, for, the, for the nation's longest running entertainer. He are you? I mean, we need to, this is an aside. Amazing. We need to acknowledge. You are the longest running female entertainment presenter of a single show. Didn't we have this discussion what? last year? St- you are. Is, you, it, is that well, right? Strictly's been on for... 16 years. 16 years, right? Mm. I'm sure maybe it was Vern and I that had this conversation. Oh. Um, and uh, and there's nothing that's been running longer hosted by a woman. Oh, my goodness. So that's, that's honor, that. isn't it? I mean, Anton Decker probably hosted something longer than 16 years. I mean, I'm a celebrity. I'm a celebrity. Good. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're yeah. a double act and they're men. Yes. So we, yeah. So I don't think there's oh. a woman who's hosted an entertainment show for longer. I don't know. Which is, I don't know about that. I never It's an amazing achievement fact. in terms of resilience. Well, it is when you think showbiz years are like dog years. Yeah. <laughs> One year in showbiz is like seven <laughs> in real life. That 112. Exactly. <laughs> I've had this job a very long time mm. uh, because, you know, the nature of the industry it can be quite fickle it can you know it sort of spit people out so I'm very yeah. lucky that I've held how on to that think, gig how do you think you've done that how hmm. um, I've just refused to leave <laughs> <laughs> no but you no know, they haven't asked me no, of course they haven't and, and they were very kind but how do how, you know that's it takes resilience it takes um Almost, you, you know, kind of reinventing yourself in some ways as well. Um, yeah, Being well, interesting to people. I just, I, I, uh, I've been very lucky, of course. I mean, 16 years is an awfully long time, like we said. My, I was pregnant with my eldest daughter, Phoebe, who's now 16, and looks me in the eyes, if not, she's towering over me a little bit. She's a little bit taller than me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she's a visual reference of how long we've been on air because I was pregnant with her, series one. Um, so, yes, it's a very long time. Anybody, did you? You I didn't pregnant. tell anyone, no, and I've not, no, I just waited a couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, and yeah, but that's, I mean, that's the way it was. I, yeah. I think for a lot of us who, you know, in telly, having babies was, was, you get to a certain stage of your career and I was so scared about telling my new boss mm. I was about to host the Champions League which was mm. the biggest thing ITV had in their mm. sports portfolio and I had to tell him I was pregnant with twins because that was going to show very quickly yes. <laughs> I couldn't get away Twice with that for a quickly. season yeah. yeah and it's and it's sad really isn't it that that mm. you know that that part of the industry I hope has changed dramatically yeah I think so um you've got two lovely daughters um and I noticed when Vern was in the, I was going to say the jungle then, the castle, yeah. uh, that for the first time you kind of posted them on social media. Um, and be- they're such beautiful girls. I've known them all their lives. Oh, um, how did you. that feel? Because you were sharing in a way that I've never known you share before. I know. It sort of felt because Phoebe's 16 now and she's, you know, a young lady and ultimately she will not be private on social yeah. media for very much longer. She can do what she wants pretty soon. She, I, well, that's it. And she keeps torn to me with that, <laughs> if you like. Not the social media thing, mm. just the fact that I, I'm almost an adult She's now, She's practically Mom. driving. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she'll be driving this time so, next year. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, so it, they're a little bit, they're a bit older now because we always have sort of 
protected them mm. from being in the public eye. And that was a very concerted thing, wasn't it? You were yeah, very... just because I thought there was, you know, when they're so young, they don't choose to to be in that spotlight. Mm. It's not their choice. And your instinct as a parent is kind of to protect them from everything, isn't it? Mm. That my, I don't know, it, that they necessarily didn't necessarily choose themselves. So, um, and because they're, they're a little bit older now and he was going in there, I just, it just, I, I had this gorgeous photo of us all together and I, it just felt like the right time, you know, because we were all behind him and yeah. I wanted to just... It felt you like know, it was a it was real family thing, him, yeah, him being in there, because he mentioned right. the girls so much. and it, it was. It was like, a, we'll never forget it, you know, him being in there, because we watched it as a family every night. Amber had a few nights off because it was sort of finished quite late on school nights. But it was a real bonding thing for us as a family to watch it and to be part of that process and then... You know, we, it, it was just, it was, I'd look at their faces sometimes and he'd say their names on the telly or something. And their, their faces would just light up and it was, it was just really sweet and lovely. So it felt like we were kind of in it together as a family. And you've had such a, a long showbiz marriage, right? And yeah. so for him to go in there at this stage of your lives mm-hmm. as well, did it, and it uh, spend a long time away as well? Yeah, I know. In a year when everybody had spent a lot of time yeah, together. Two and a half weeks in isolation before they even went in there. So he was, he was away almost five weeks. Everything broke in the house. I realised just <laughs> how much does. he does. Everything broke. I was like, help, please come back. But did that five-week period, mm. did it make you think a lot more than you were expecting about where you both are as a, you know, as a family, as a couple, looking at the future, um, thinking about kind of... Well, um, not necessarily in that way. I mean, I loved, I really enjoyed watching him because he's got all those lovely characteristics like that you sometimes take for granted when you live with him, like the big sort of Vernon bear hugs that he gives because he's a big man. So when you get him those hugs, you know about it and they're brilliant. And like just to see him sort of handing out those hugs and, and just being so sort of very compassionate and very... Kind of very gentle and calm because he's the calm one at our house and I'm the one who sort of vibrates at a much higher frequency and runs around (laughs) like a blue bottle in in a jar. No, not really, but, you know, (laughs) so he's the calm one. And it was lovely seeing those qualities sort of reaffirmed and just just enjoying him sharing that sort of compassionate side that he has with everybody and watching that. And it was just, I was like, oh. Yeah, it was lovely actually. Did it, it make you appreciate him even more than, than <laughs> because people were kind of going on about him, weren't they, all over the place? Like Do you know I've what? known them for such a long time, and you stop seeing kind of the outside of people as you were talking about earlier yeah, on because because you know the person. Mm-hmm. And Kenny and I were sitting there going, "He's re- he looks really handsome, doesn't he?" <laughs> I think we were fancying him, and we were like, "He looks gorgeous." Did That's you? Funny. Did you? I would go. Of- I would say all the time to Phoebe, "Doesn't your dad look handsome?" Oh, he looks really handsome there. She go, "Mom." He's my dad, <laughs> giving me the side eye, but rolly did you, eye, did of you course, see as usual. A little bit like, did you see the spot? Yeah, I did totally fancy him in there. I did. Apart from when he wore that bandana, which was a lot of the time. And then I was slapping the sofa, going, take it off, just take it off. Your hair's flopping over the top. Please take it off. You look so much better without it. But his hair had grown so much, he just wouldn't behave itself. But actually, by the end of it, he sort of kind of made it his own that bandana and um i did i was pro- yeah i thought i was gonna have to bo- burn it ceremoniously when as, he got home but i didn't as do you think it was a good a good um, or, or and that or get it framed get it box framed. yeah um has has it kind of did it come at the right time in your lives do you think that experience um, well it, it obviously it had been a crazy year and the entertainment industry suffered like no other you know well not not no other but it was one of those that suffered the most you know hospitality full stop you know and entertainment obviously took a really big hit because people couldn't work anywhere 
where people were, an audience was needed yeah. and people together in groups, it obviously just uh, fell by the wayside. So um, it had been, and he, he'd had a lot, he um, hosts the Formula E, the electric car racing shows, um, and which is like sort of Formula One with electric cars. And he travels six months a year doing that. And he, all of that travel, of course, had been cancelled. So suddenly he had a big hole in his diary. They'd been asking him to do it for a few years. And it suddenly felt like the right time because, oh, well, you can't go there. You can't go there and you're not going there. So... All the you know all the gigs have gone. They've gone. They've fallen away. And here you have a big place in your diary. Why not do it? It felt like the right. But did it time. feel like the right time in terms of where you two both are in your uh, lives? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I was comfortable about it. He was like, you know, if you if you what do you think? If you if you're supportive of it, I'll do it. If if not, I won't. And so we discussed it. Um, we thought, yeah. And then we heard it was in Wales. <laughs> <laughs> and you went, absolutely, definitely, yes. yes. I was delighted. So what is your biggest challenge? My biggest life? challenge is keeping all the plates in the air as a working mum and being there for every, not missing any of the special school-related occasions, being there whenever my kids need me. And, you know, they need you more than ever, I think, mm. as they get older. Um, but also doing the job that I love, that make that defines me as a person that I enjoy and I don't want to sacrifice to him, but just trying to strive for that eternal balance. But it's a balance that we're, I think we're all trying to sort of straddle. Yeah. When but I have speak to we... working mum friends, I do think it's, you know, it's so I'm forever trying to achieve that balance whilst not sacrificing too much of it, of, of, of everything. Other, yes. other stuff. Other yeah. stuff. But then when you're, I mean, Amber's still quite young, I guess, yeah, isn't she? Yeah, she's, so she's 11. Um, so you've still got another seven years or so of her mm-hmm. being at home. So of you're course. probably not looking into the abyss. You know, where yeah, um, I'm Phoebe not really. is the same age as Ruben and Lois, they're all in, in the same year at school. Yeah. So, you know, they've only got a, a few more years of schooling. Yes. And then they're off doing a, either. A couple. Yeah, yeah, a couple more years. And they're, Gulp. they're away. Yeah. So, you know, we're thinking, we're having these conversations. We're out walking mm. in the morning with the dogs, mm. having conversations about what life looks like, you know, and how it will be. When they've left. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and yeah. You're, you're, See, are mine you... are never leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I've told Amber, you're staying with mummy forever, aren't you? And she says, very dutifully, she says, Yes. Yeah, she says that She's now. She's so cute. She says that now. No, I know. As soon as she becomes a teenager, forget it. Yeah. So do you she ever think about She won't even tolerate that. the idea. Um, I do, but like you say, you know, like literally, I've got the best part of a decade still at home with, you yeah. know, doing dinner after school. Uh, and that whole routine that revolves around school life, yeah. i.e. not having holidays outside Which will of take school. Which holidays. 60. I mean, for crying out loud. <laughs> It'll be too late for weekends and a at that point. <laughs> What do you hear, you yeah. do realise that Kenya and I are going to be going off for those weekends in Ibiza yeah, like really I'm soon and see. saying, "Do you want to come?" And you'll oh go, "Oh no, goodness. we've still got Amber at home, so we oh, can't." Don't no. Oh gosh, I know when you think of it like that. Um, so yeah, I don't. Was I, it a strategic move on your part to, to wait a while for your second child? Then do you think so well, that you? Well, um, so no, because you... Phoebe didn't sleep until she was three and a half years old. <laughs> she would wake up three times a night shouting down the monitor, "I want a bot, bot," or whatever it was. Well, no, she could speak at three and a half. <laughs> then it was more like room service. <laughs> uh, I'm awake. Uh, no, so she didn't sleep till she was three and a half, and I was. It was brutal. Three times, four times a night awake. And I remember crawling to work, literally crawling to work on my hands and knees. I couldn't stand up. And yeah. Um, so you had to wait for that. So you can't, you know, t- you can't even tolerate the idea of having, being pregnant with another baby when the first child is not sleeping. Mm. So therefore there are four and a half years between them. Or four and a half years I got pregnant. Like almost five. Almost why. five. It feels like more. Um, yeah. So I think I probably got, yeah. It was when she started sleeping around about three, 
three and a half that yeah, yeah. well I suppose Phoebe's such a young woman yes and Amber's still a little girl so yeah so that's got, right yeah. so you notice the gap more at that you age do, when one's do. a teenager so we're not thinking about life without kids at home yet which is not unusual really. to be over 50 and kind of you know yeah having you're that. right and and you're not I, aging I thought of it that way there's obviously a photo somewhere in, a, in an attic that where you are aging a la Oscar Wilde because you're not <laughs> aging on telly and you're perennially glamorous I, I am I've got lots of lines you know I but that's what I welcome about age and getting older I just love that you just feel so much more relaxed and what will be will be and it's kind of an irony isn't it in our business uh on camera that you are that you are judged I guess for your age um I mean, I tend not to embrace that side of things because there lies misery. What is the point? Mm -hmm. You know, you can only do your best job. Mm -hmm. Enjoy yourself and get on with it. Um, but it, 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 it's sort of ironic that you are coming to, you You know, you feel like you're, I mean, I feel like my best self right now because I feel comfortable in my skin and happy and grateful to be healthy. Um, and there is a sort of, there's a feeling, you don't you don't have that in your 20s. You no. know, you don't, 30s, for me, that's when I began to feel sort of more relaxed, more comfortable. But, but, and then and became a mother. So all of that is just new territory and it's wonderful. And I embrace that. But I do think it's funny. I'm working in television. I remember when I was sort of 30, in my 30s, I was 39. I remember I did some interviews, something like that. And they called me TV Babe, right? That was my label, TV Babe. The day I turned 40, it was like... <laughs> Despite her great age, she still works in television. <laughs> and it was literally a day. I was a day older and I went from being a TV babe, not a label, by the way, I'm encouraging, but I'm just saying presenter. it made me laugh. Yeah, of course. To, to, to someone who had to defend their right at that great age to still be working on camera in television. <laughs> well and and, and it, it just made me laugh because I thought, this is so ridiculous, you know. Yeah. You, a day older doesn't really change us by very much at all. And yet the perception in this business is of that. And it, it's just another one of those things that sort of makes me, it, it amuses me and just makes me take it all with a pinch of salt, really. Which I think is the absolute perfect way yeah, to kind of be in. haven't you? I mean, you Absolutely. can't take yourself too seriously. No. There lies misery. Um, Elaine Tilling is going to speak to us now because I really wanted to have somebody who's an expert in teeth mm -hmm. to come on because I think teeth go through different stages in your life. And the yeah. stage I'm at is can't eat spinach without seeing it. Everything <laughs> seems to get to caught in my teeth and it never We've used to. There. Something's been. moving in my mouth uh -oh. that I want to know. Uh, so Elaine, are you there? I am. Good afternoon. Hi, Hi Elaine. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Down here in Somerset. Lovely to be here. A lovely Somerset. Um, now, Tess Daly is my guest today. Tess has got beautiful teeth. Um, and in fact, she was going to the dentist right after this podcast, but it got changed. Yes. Yeah. So um, she's obviously a big fan of looking after her teeth mm -hmm. um, and has a, a great cracking smile, Elaine. Um, in the middle of our life, um, around the kind of late 40s, early 50s, what's going on in our mouths? Well, what's going on with the rest of the body, really? So in the mouth, the mouth just reflects what's going on elsewhere. And so for menopause, for us ladies, that also affects the, 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 our, our mucosa, our mouth, our gums, in the same way as it does during pregnancy. So you may remember those lovely times when, a little, when your normal toothbrushing um, 
Ah, we bleed, yeah, wouldn't they? they the gums. Bleed. Yeah. And during mm. menopause, it, the, the, the gums respond in a similar way. They just need a little bit of extra loving care, really, like the rest of our bodies. So we're not as vigorous when we're brushing? Um, it's not about, Change it's not about vigour, really. It's, it's more about getting it right with your plant control. So getting your toothbrush right, getting your brushing technique right. So as Tess is going off to a dentist and dental hygienist, you know, just needs a bit of tweaking sometimes. We all assume it's very easy to brush but it's uh, uniquely not for most of us. So getting the right toothbrush, getting the right technique makes it work, really. Why do I find I'm getting more food trapped between my teeth as I get older? Probably because as we age, we probably have more dental work done. For those of us that are prone to tooth decay, exception in the past, any dental work that we put in there gives little nooks and crannies to, uh, for us, extra nooks and crannies for us to clean. And we probably a more fibrous diet. We're probably much more aware of having a healthier diet, which contains more fibre and seeds, and they tend to get stuck on it, stuck in between the teeth. Is it not because I assumed it was because my teeth were moving? Are they not yeah, moving? Yeah, you then? do. So. That's sort of, it all it all confounds to make life a little bit more difficult. So as we age, the tissue ages too. And for patients mm-hmm. that are for individuals that suffer with gum disease, where the tissue starts to break down between the teeth, the little gaps between your teeth become more than just little gaps. They become slightly larger. And so brushing your teeth alone no lo- is no longer enough with a toothbrush. So that's when you come in with dental floss and when the gaps are larger, little interdental brushes. Right, um, which I'm using more of definitely, I think, as I'm getting older. Because I don't eat as much meat. And mm. that's what I used to get caught when I was younger. Um, but it just feels like I can't finish a meal without, you know, when you do that thing with your tongue where you start kind of moving it around your mouth and I feel like I do that all the time now um and I've got actually I lost a tooth at the back of my mouth when I was Mm. pregnant and um, so I thought I'd never my teeth would never move because they'd always have lots of space (laughs) but um but obviously your teeth do move they continue to move don't they they? I notice that the sort of you know they, they sort of, yeah, they shift each other around a little bit, don't you? see subtle changes. You yeah, absolutely do. So, you know, that's why we can move teeth in bone. They're not, they're not cemented in. They've got lovely little ligaments mm. that, that cushion them in there. And so it's those little ligaments that allow the teeth to move. And so if you've had an extraction, a tooth removed, then the teeth will move to fill as the bone remoulds itself. And if Is the bone changing? At all? Yeah, the bone does respond and change. And so if you have an extraction, the younger you are when you have an extraction, the more uh, effective the bone fill is. But as we age, uh, like all things, things are not quite as efficient as they used to be. So the bone will change and the bone will certainly respond to gum disease because we lose bone around the teeth because plaque, the bacteria in your mouth, causes inflammation, which causes the gums to break down. Um, when uh, I remember when I was a kid, my dad seemed to stop going to the dentist completely when he was in his 40s. I don't think he's ever been since. Um, I wouldn't, I can never imagine not having uh, a dental hygienist put in, you know, every few <laughs> mm-hmm. months because I absolutely, it's one of the great treats in life, I think. I think I'd rather let my hair colour go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and, I, uh, and going to the dentist just for a checkup as well, which when you're an adult is disappointingly, you, it goes down to once a year, doesn't it? Yeah. If, um, I always ring my dentist and go, am I not due? And they go, no, you were here six yeah. months ago. Um, but <laughs> oh, it's, it's so important, isn't it, Elaine, to keep going. And that is something you shouldn't just stop because you think, oh, well, I'm not getting fillings anymore. And my, you know, my teeth are okay you've got to keep going that's right I think it's like like most things and we were experts in in ourselves but not necessarily in the care of ourselves a bit like your car I wouldn't expect myself to to manage my the maintenance of my car I don't expect individuals to manage full-time the whole of our health and so regular appointments keeps 
keeps things at bay. Prevention's always better than cure. And the earlier we detect early signs of disease, more likely we are to be able to cure it and heal it and stop it at bay. And what about discoloration? I mean, obviously, as we get older, you know, from compared to say our younger, younger <laughs> selves, we're drinking more red wine, coffee, all those things. Does the the, the porousness, if that is indeed a word, of the two, <laughs> <Good word. laughs> I like it. Does, that, does that get worse as you get older? Are you more susceptible to kind of staining of your teeth? Or is it exactly the same it's, as it ever was? Teeth do become more porous, as you say, the porosity of infects. And certainly it's generally the fillings that we place. So the white fillings that we use and synthetic mm. fillings are got certainly... Fillings, mm-hmm. Tess? White fillings. They're certainly porous and they do love a little bit of red wine and, and coffee to stain them. Blue cheeses are the same. So, But I, the staining on the teeth themselves as we age is generally just staining the deposits on the teeth. So it's about keeping right. your teeth as clean as possible because the tartar will stain. If, if plaques allow to build up that will absorb staining from your diet so you know having a a regular scale and polish and and maintaining your plaque control is 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 key Uh, sorry elaine i'm just uh, taken aback here because tess has just revealed she cleans her teeth five times a day maybe more (laughs) i clean like in between meals and then after meals and then like constantly every time i go in the bathroom my toothbrush is there winking at me i just clean for the sake of it do you clean your teeth i clean i generally am twice a day you know morning and evening because if i'm out in the old days, you know, in the old days when you used to go out of your house. <laughs> uh, but I always take a toothbrush with me to same, a show. Same. Like, I never would go on air and no, do a without TV show teeth. without cleaning my teeth. No, same. Yeah. Absolutely. And the old brushes as well for in between in case something gets stuck. Yeah. And, um, yeah. But my, I have, a, I have a, a question if you don't. Why do we, I find that I grind my teeth at night yeah. now? I think... I mean... That's a stress sign, to, it's, to be honest, Tessa. And I think, right, you know, the more, yeah. the more we have on our minds, the more likely uh, patients or individuals are to grind as a, as a stress relief and, it, mm-hmm. and it's done in the sleep. Um, and your partner will mm. normally tell you you're doing it. And there's something you can do about that because tooth wear, uh, not through tooth decay, but tooth wear from grinding... Um, and mm-hmm. chewing, etc., is a problem as we age also, the more wear and tear. So if you're a bit of a grinder, mm-hmm. that can have quite a negative effect on, on the wear of the enamel. And so... What do you yeah. do? Wear a gum shield Yeah, we wear a, a, yeah, a night guard. So it's basically a, a right. gum shield for nighttime. Where attractive. They're very attractive. Mm. <laughs> can be removed. <laughs> uh, actually, no, my husband wears one. He Is wears he? one. Yeah, he does. Yeah, but not for that reason. He wears it for his back. All right, oh. yeah, yeah. So there's lots of, you know. Um, what, is that related? Yeah. Yeah, because the position of the jaw affects the back. I've just come from my back guy and I grind my teeth. <laughs> oh, draw linked. from that what it's you will. Linked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you thought you were just coming in for a random yes. chat yeah, about ageing. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, teeth are so much more than just the teeth. You know, they're, they're inextricably linked. And, you know, while dentistry mm. studies separately from medicine, if your gums aren't healthy, it links to the rest of your body. It's not rocket science to know that if you've got no. inflammation up, up there and in terms of your husband and his back if he's got a problem with malalignment there that he's wearing a razor for it can affect possibly can affect his back certainly when I trained many moons ago and I'm a lady of a certain age um, we used to believe that the ladies that came in and said they had a tinny taste things didn't taste well that was you know mm. it was all in the mind it, it's not menopause affects the nerve endings and if, if nothing else the tongue is one massive nerve ending and so often patients are referred individuals come in and, and will talk about their diet and say well actually things taste tinny 
Um, and right. it's about really looking at their diet and making sure that it's nutritionally balanced and talking to them about when that, that flavouring comes in and talking them around that because to manage the diet well during menopause or in fact any time of life is important mm. and quite often the depletion in the diet is detected in the mouth. So, well, I'll take that. I mean, if there's one mm. takeaway there, that's very interesting, interesting isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. Uh, Elaine, thank you so much. It's thanks, been lovely Elaine. chatting to you. And thanks for all your wisdom. Leisure take care. Ladies. Have a great day. Bye now. Bye. There you go. You see, there's always something mm. that, you know, you learn in those kind of situations mm. that, um, that I, I find it quite fascinating it how it's fascinating. So I mean, there's something like, I was reading the other day, like 45 different symptoms for menopause. You know, people really? think it's like the hot flush or the um, whatever else uh, is there. What's the number one other thing that people think of as menopause? I, I suppose getting grumpy. I mean, that's... that's oh, is it? Know, yeah, people kind of, yes. Oh, it's they? because the happy hormones all slip away. Shut up. Yeah, and so the I love the happy hormones. It's my favourite. <laughs> it's buoyed me along until this point. I don't want it to ever But you leave. can change it by getting some uh, some happy hormones from other places. Oh, um, gosh. But um, yes, uh it's so interesting kind of, you know, hearing all the different things actually going on with us at yeah. this stage of life mm. because it affects the rest of our lives. We don't want to be, I don't want to be a, a, a grumpy old woman. I Absolutely wanna, if something I can do not. about it, I'll do something ah, about it. half full every day of the week. How, how much um, would you kind of uh, interfere with, you know, the kind of aging process? Or are you kind of like... Um, the only thing I would do, well, I would... Definitely, if I thought my hormones were imbalanced, for example, I would go to an endocrinologist mm. and I would say, can you please check that they are? Because I think that's really important. Because yes, hormones govern how we feel, you know, every aspect of our lives and how we react to every situation in our lives. So I think it's, I'm quite obsessed with endocrinology. I'd quite like to sort of study it for, for deeper. Um, and I do, you know, I think it's fascinating how it, it governs the way we feel every day in every situation. And if our hormones are not balanced correctly, then we are going to feel differently mm. than we would ordinarily. Mm -hmm. So I would go and see an endocrinologist and just make sure, how you know, have the tests, have the blood tests, I suppose, and just check that they are all even and fine. Because if not, I always think it's worth looking after yourself mm. in that area because... Are you reading I, around the subject now? Well, I have done, yeah, a little bit. Mm. Um, but but I long have because I've, I'm interested in, in the way mm. it makes us feel, you know, our hormones, how they dictate. And you've got three girls in your house as well. Yeah. You know, all those hormones I in there. I know, that's so right. So it's, it's important to know what's going on, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Um, but I'm, yeah, I, I'm sort of more, I'm into preventative stuff, sort of, you know, sort of whether that's working out, doing yoga, which we all know is good for the circulation, it's good for the... Who do you do yoga with? I do it with Adrienne online. Oh, and do you recommend Adrienne? I do. She's yeah. amazing because she has a class for every single thing you may be going through. Stiff neck, stiff lower back. I don't know, stiff hip flexors. You, you just I get a lot of these because your... I work out. I, would, I work out a lot for my sort of lower back because I, I, my, I've got a long body. So right. my back is can be a bit tricky sometimes. I've also got bloody long legs so, as well. He's <laughs> um, just long. Um, long. Do you, do you, um, long bodies mean you've got to look after your spine when you've got to support right. it. You know, yes. you've got to do those sort of those exercises yeah. for the stomach to sort of make, just strengthen the core really. Mm. You know all about that, Gab. You are the queen of the core. So are you are you doing more than you ever did, do you think? Um, my, no, no, I'm doing all that sort of stuff because I just like to remain flexible. And to remain strong, I need to fly up the stairs at home. I don't. Sit, I don't sit down. My day is like we're all busy people living busy lives, but I really don't like sitting down for that long. You're a fuss uh, so pot, I want aren't you. You're a fuss pot. You like to fuss around. Yeah, I you do. do like I can't around. stay still. It's really boring for everyone around What's me. The I'm sure. You stay still <laughs> during a movie. That's a test. 
Do you actually, can you manage, can you manage a two hour film? Not without moving a few times. Do you get sit, snacks and the like. Do you sit down and read? Do you ever sit and open? <laughs> yeah, I do sit and read. Yeah. And that for me is a real luxury. I find that really sort of mindful, you know, because it quiets all the rest of the noise, you know, and you just are there. You are one with your book in that universe. And I love that. I find that really relaxing. Hot baths. Hot baths, yeah. Love that too. So how long are you going to keep working in frontline television for, Testo? I don't know. As long as they'll have me, I guess. But do you find it? Yeah, not, I mean, just as long as it's Is it important? A joy. Is it important though to you to keep being kind of like the woman that's, you know, out there doing it? Or is that? Well, I enjoy it. So it just feels like part of my life that I love. So you don't want to give up a part of your life that you really enjoy, do you? Whilst it's still there. Um, So I haven't really thought beyond that me and Claudia joke all the time <laughs> we'll never leave and then, and then we, when we do leave and someone else is doing it we'll be tottering around the supermarket singing to each other da, 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 da. <laughs> just so we can remember I mean it's, yeah we laugh about it a lot but we, we, we both love the job we're doing we're lucky enough to be doing it for a long time and yeah it's not quite time to throw in the sequence just yet it's not it's, well, it's nowhere near time to throw in the sequence and I think it's really important to see people of obviously different ethnicities, different ages, different genders, you know, it shouldn't just be all about kind of 22 year olds, should it, on TV? And that's, you know, that's a given now, I think. Hello, Kenny's just come in. Cup of tea, ladies? No, thank Sorry. you, darling. How are you all wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still cradling my last one, which is lovely. It's gone a bit cold. Uh, that's now. very kind of you, Kenny. Well, it was good. But, um, mm. what's that? You're Over what? <laughs> oh, we haven't talked about my Strictly experience, but I did kind of allude to it. Yeah, you were literally you literally brought up Strictly so that you you could have won it, Gab. How well, he's just only brought that up so you can tell you again that he got how to week ten or how, whatever ridiculous amount. Do you how know when? Do you know when JJ Chalmers was on this one and he wore a kilt one week? Yes. This is this is God's gospel, Kenny. Watching, yeah, mate, that's been done before. <laughs> I mean, t- <laughs> honestly, I let it go. Around, let it go. See you later. He was very successful on it, though, wasn't he? Just said that until he left it. <laughs> no, no, he was, he was. He was brilliant. <laughs> he loved we it. Loved he loved him. it. We all love it. It's such yeah. a great show to be part of. And in spite of our earlier conversation about whether it's a reality show or not, it is a really brilliant experience. Because I said to somebody the other day, I'll tell you who it was, I was trying to persuade Rio Ferdinand. Who, oh, um, he'd be amazing. He went to the Royal Ballet School. He was a ballet. You've got to get what? your producers onto him because I almost had him oh, on the show. Oh, yeah, we, we were doing the interview and he was. He said, "Did you really enjoy it?" And I said, "How often do they ask you?" And he said, "Every year." And he'd um, be amazing. Then. Oh, well, he would be incredible. I mean, he's got such an incredible physique, but he's a yeah. dancer. And so, Who like, knew? not a dancer, obviously, I had no but, idea. Yeah, he went to the Royal Ballet School, well, and he um, could surprise everybody. Well, we got then, into it anyway, he? but he was doing ballet, and uh, he said, um, he kind of went. He looked into because we were doing it on Zoom, and he looked and he went, "Did you really enjoy it?" And I said, "It's the." It's do you know what it is for you? I said, you will appreciate this as a sportsman. When you do something with somebody who's a world champion yeah. or who's the very, in the top, mm. you know, upper echelons of what they do and you're absolutely rock bottom, mm. that's an experience. That's like hitting mm-hmm. up with, you know, Rafa Nadal or yeah. playing golf with Tiger Woods. You know, it's, yeah. you're with the, or a kid on a park playing football with Rio Ferdinand. That's exactly the kind of, you know, the feeling you get. And so. with him doing ballet, he would have a natural grace. 
Yeah, he'd you know, be, he would make it look good. He would. I mean, it's all about the shapes and making the shapes. Yeah. And if he's yeah, yeah. He's some ballet, Honestly, you've got, that's a great starting point. To start the campaign right Welcome, here, Rhea. right now, twenty twenty. Do you get that people coming up to you in the street telling you who they think should be on Strictly, or yeah. do you get kind yeah, of yeah, 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 of course? I <laughs> love get... it. I just talk to people like I, I think I know them because they start talking to me about Strictly in the supermarket, wherever I, you know, and people just start talking to you about it because it's been part of their lives, and so they sort of feel like they know you and. And, and it just it's just a nice, easy conversation. And yeah. You don't feel like you're talking to a stranger because it's sort of a shared experience. Yeah. How much do you think people, they've seen you on TV, you've grown up kind of almost in front of their eyes, you've hosted big iconic shows, you're children in need for years and years. You've been kind of like at the front and centre of the biggest entertainment show the BBC's ever had. How much do you think people really know you? I don't know, because when you're on a show like Strictly, you know, it's not about me. It, I've got 60 seconds with people next to me and then another six to talk to the judges for maybe another 30 seconds. And I can't go, and by the way, this week I found parenting a bit of a challenge <laughs> with my 13-year-old because it's not about me. Like those breakfast shows, those morning daily yeah, TV yeah. magazine shows. You have to give loads of yourself. You give loads of yourself because you relate the experience of the interviewer or the guests to your life experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember when I went through that with my children, my family, or when I went through that stage in my life. On these entertainment shows, it's not about you. You can't share yourself and your life's journeys at that point. It's about driving that show in on time with a count in your ear and pointing and directing traffic, if you like, to the next (laughs) item. It's not about talking about your own life. So it's a different kind of job. You know, if I was on a daily entertainment, if I was on a daily magazine show, then obviously I'd be relating more about my family and sharing that. But... That's not the job I do. What's the biggest misconception then, do you think, that people have? I haven't got a clue because I've no idea because I don't, I never, I honestly don't like read anything or... But when people talk to you, do they assume kind of like anything about you? I don't know. We'd have to ask them. So do you feel like you kind of managed to almost, you live two lives not really, no. You've, well, you've got your I think you get found out life. if you're... No, but you've got your private life, Different right? than you are in real life. Your private life. I don't mean that you're two different people, but you've got your private life and oh, you've got your right. work life. I guess and, so, yeah. Because when I'm touching around managed... the supermarket my basket, I wouldn't... Like, it's a surprise if someone says hello because I'm off the telly. Because I forget... <laughs> you know, you forget... It's just your real life, right? So mm. you're just running around doing your errands and being a mum on the school run or whatever it may be. And so I guess... I guess it's a different mindset than if you are in the studio or if you're on a red carpet and you've got a gown on and you have your photo taken and you've had your hair and makeup done. It's, I guess that's a very different experience than my daily life, if you like. I think that's a great achievement, um, isn't it? To get, you know, that mm, kind of balance that you yeah. have managed to achieve where you've got your family yeah. life, which is very real, and then you've yeah. got your life kind of... What was the line that yeah. Vern said about um, when Phoebe was little that she... Um, oh, yeah, when they were watching TV together. Yeah. Yeah. And I was on the telly on Strictly and it was a Saturday. Is that Tess Daly? It's, it's just... <laughs> it's just Daly, my mummy. Tess Daly, my mummy. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But there you go. I think that sums it up. That's brilliant yeah. though, isn't it? That is brilliant. I know, that was so sweet when you told that story <laughs> and I'm a celebrity. Because it's cute because he would get dressed up with them every Saturday with the kids when I was out and they'd like... He, and they'd go, will you spin us around the floor? daddy and he'd lift them and twirl them and bend them and dip them and they put a little special party dress on the side like a sparkly dress you know oh. and the girls are little and they've they send got you a picture princess of princess dresses yeah. yeah and he'd spin them around the living room and at one point I think Phoebe was probably I don't know she's probably about four or something four and a half and he, she, yeah she realised that that woman in the box <laughs> that tiny woman in the tiny box 
was her mum. Uh, <laughs> well, there you go. It's funny. Yeah. I think that says it all, really, yeah. doesn't it? So well done. Because so. that's that's the way to keep your kids grounded, isn't it? Of course, and that's it is. something that going oh, back to the very part of this first part of this conversation that you took on all your travels as a model and went mm. all around the world, mm. that kind of grounding that your mum and dad gave you is something yeah. that's obviously run through. Yeah to your yeah. own progeny don't affect any air like yeah i was brought up that sort of no airs and graces a, a very northern mentality just not allowed in the room but you know what it's good it's useful stand you in good stead absolutely and it will keep doing that going forwards i can't see an end to uh you know the glamour and the glitz and <laughs> everything else and long may it continue you're oh, an inspiration to all of us uh, in that well, respect Tess daily i think and keep thank you keep not aging um don't Cheers, know how you love. do it well gosh <laughs> i don't know how the toffee crisps are doing do. it but they are <laughs> and this should be sponsored by toffee crisp i think today this episode uh, <laughs> it's not it's sponsored by Solgar, uh, but um you can have both thank you tess it's thank you so much for me and love chatting to you always always do it was indeed lovely to chat and face to face in a time when we could do that won't be long will it till we can do that again i admire tess's take on how pointless it is to worry about the kind of whole external part of aging which flies in the face of an ex-model you'd think that she'd come through a career which is notorious for all kinds of insecurities addictions body dysmorphia and remarkably she's unscathed and incredibly grounded which is why she is the longest serving presenter on an entertainment show on british telly and long may she reign thank you so much to tess for your time to solgar for sponsoring of course and to elaine Tilling for telling us about our teeth. Keep smiling and I'll see you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.